You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. This is when Christian Speak Talk Radio. Of course, this is Friday Night Joy. My name is Reverend Ray. Amen. We're going to continue on with this series. This is the last part of the Jonah series. Amen. We've been talking about Jonah for about four broadcasts now. So it's a couple of Sundays, a couple of Sundays and a couple of Fridays, two Fridays, two Sundays. Amen. So we're going to continue on with that. Uh, this uh, and. Um, Got um, all kinds of things that's going on on Monday, amen, with um, Brother Mac, man. Evangelist Mac will be in the house for adoration, and it'll be broadcasted uh, with um, my brother Philip Howard. It's a continuing conversation with Brother Philip Howard, amen. So um, that's what's going on for Monday, amen. Uh, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to any of our broadcasts, amen, through uh, Blog Talk Radio, um, iTunes, Amen. Spreaker.com, iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, uh, just to name a few that we have on many different platforms. Amen. Um, real quick, of course, always, you can find out more information about us if you go to WhenChristmasBeat.com. Amen. And check out some other um, hosts that we have on. Y'all got to excuse my voice. I'm a little under the weather. Amen. But uh, check out some some of the hosts that we have that uh, that host a different broadcast. Amen. Um, uh, make sure you check us out on our Facebook page. We have two Facebook pages on Christmas Beat Talk Radio. Amen. We'd love to have you. You can find out more information. Amen. I want to remind you of our upcoming broadcast. Like I said, Minister uh, Evangelist, Amen. Mac will be in the house on Monday, Amen. Uh, on the third Monday of the month, Amen. Uh, when when um, Sister Bob Grace broadcast from Minister Vanessa Williams is t- Tuesday at 7 p.m. Declaring the finished work of Reverend Pat Randall is Thursday at 12 noon. Of course, I do Friday Night Joy with friends. Sometimes I have guests that come on. This is the day I usually bring in guests. Amen. The Bread of Life is Sundays. Amen. At 7 p.m., but it's the first and the second Sunday. Amen. Um, Challenge to Change with Pastor Paul Morgan is every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Our monthly broadcast uh, follows Lifeline with Apostle Shirley Jones. is every first Monday at 7 p.m. The Bold and the Beautiful with Reverend Novena Reed, Reverend Curtis Austin, Minister Jordana Cunningham is every second Saturday at 10 a.m. In fact, they just had a broadcast last Saturday. Um, like I said before, Adoration with Evangelist Louis McElwain will be on uh, this Monday, amen, at 7 p.m. Um, marriage Takeover, the body of one Reverend Eric and Reverend Tamika Thompson. It's every third Sunday at 7 p.m. So they have a broadcast coming up this Sunday. Amen. Um, our three real life, real men, real talk with myself, Elston Green, Cleophus Malone, Tyrone Rose, and Tony and Mitchell is every second Sunday at 7 p.m. Amen. Our weekly prayer is Midday Prayer with Reverend Gwen Dixon. Amen. It's every Wednesday. 
um, at 1 p.m. The dialing number for that is 641-715-3580. That's just code is 732-499. This is a free conference call number. Amen. So we're excited about what God has been doing with the um, the Jonah series and all the different series that the uh, the ministers in the of gospel has been preaching. Man, I mean, it's been um, quite a few. Amen. Um, Reverend Pat Randall is talking about stop identi- stop identifying with the flesh. Uh, Pastor Paul Morgan is, t- is talking about spiritual adultery. Uh, this is, is part seven of a series he's been working on. Uh, Minister Van is talking about from woe is me to greatest he does part three. Amen. Uh, what else we got? Um, there's so many different broadcasts that, uh, that teaching. You want to go and tell you when you go and listen to the listen to the whole series of of some of the, the preaching and teaching that's going on. Amen. And amen. Let's go ahead and open up in a word of prayer. Father, we come today first to say thank you. Thank you for your grace and your mercy, God. We present ourselves to you and pray that you would have mercy on us. Show us your way, Lord Jesus, that we might be directed by you, that we might not only be directed by you, but we might be obedient. Keep us safe from hurt and harm, from the terrors of the energy, God, from the enemy. Keep us, God, focused on you. Allow us to go forth in you and to believe in you and to trust in you and to hold on to you. Today, Lord Jesus, we give ourselves to you and say, come Holy Spirit, come with all your might and your glory. And you set the atmosphere within not only the church, but also the heart. We give this broadcast to you, Lord Jesus. We pray that everywhere spoken, God would break yokes, tear down strongholds, encourage someone, bring forth healing, God, all in your name, all in the name of Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. So we pray today, God, for everything that is needed, God, for the people need, God, for those that don't know you, for those that might be listening, God, for the different countries, God, that might be going through some things as a Christian, might be being persecuted because they believe in you, or might be newly converted, God, as a believer, Lord Jesus. We pray, God, that you will send ministry angels to minister to them, God. You know their needs, God, for those that are being persecuted, God. We pray that you would give them strength and Lord Jesus and let them know that you're with them even now, God, that they should continue to speak and to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, no matter and wherever they might be, God, no matter what the enemy that's trying to uh, destroy them, Lord Jesus, you are the one that's still in control. We pray this prayer in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Like I said, this is the uh, part four of, of, of Jonah, and we, we've been doing this. This is the fourth week of it, of course, and amen. So we're going to probably end up in chapter four, amen. But um, 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 Jonah was a, a was an interesting person, a person that, was, like we said last week, that was disobedient to God. God had given him specific instructions to go um, warn um, Nebuchadnezzar or go warn the Assyrians at that time um, that he was coming to destroy. And Jonah didn't want to do that based off the reason because he hated them for things that they have done in, in their past to the uh, the Israelites and to the Jew- Jewish people. So they were, Nimrod or the Assyrian Empire was an enemy um, to, to, the, to the Jews at that time, you know, and everything. So here they are, I mean, we 
We've already gone through how he escaped and how he tried to go in the opposite direction that God had told him to go and and um, how the storm came up and I mean <laughs> even the men that was on the boat was really they, they were praying to their gods with a small G and nothing would work out and they found Jonah sleeping in the boat and uh, find out what was taking place with Jonah and um, didn't really want to, Jonah suggested they throw him over overseas, over the boat, didn't really want to do it, but they find out who the true and the one guy that was, man, and begin to uh, <laughs> serve it, worship him and everything. And then, of course, Jonah got thrown into a fish. Jonah was, the Bible said that Jonah was in the in the belly of the fish for three days. And then three nights and everything. So he's in the belly of the fish and he's praying for real, for real, you know, and everything. And here we are. Uh, he finally gets to Nineveh in um, um, chapter chapter three. And here we are in chapter four. Amen. And we're going to take up uh, from there. But I want to see if I can open up this real quick. I'm multitasking, y'all. But I want to open up something because I want to go back. To chapter three, four, just a little bit, Amen. Amen. Let's see where we at. Okay, here we are. Yeah, and this uh, chapter three was a uh, is is uh, another one awesome part of the of, of of the book of Jonah because the people of God, like the last week, they repented, man, and even the king. Um, I'm never um, the Bible says he rose from his throne and he laid down his rope and, and covered himself with sackcloth and ashes and he proclaimed a fast. this is last week we were talking about leadership proclaim um, a fast okay um, and, uh, and and published through all of the, 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 the decree that said that neither let man or the, nor the herd or beast or anything taste any kind of food or drink in the water, everything and everybody went on a fast, y'all. Everything and everybody went on a fast. That's amazing, you know. And I would, and it, and, it, and again, this is a place of these first the people repented, but when those that in leadership repented, those that the people that didn't repent it, they ain't had no choice <laughs> but to do exactly what the king had decreed. So the thing I like about this, because this goes straight up to leadership, man, that when we hear the voice of God that's going through the city or going through the church, amen, we have an obligation um, to be obedient to it. So, you know, to be obedient to it, amen. But I want to go ahead and um, jump into chapter 4. We're not going to be before you long, amen. And we're at chapter 4, verse 1. But it, the Bible says, but it displeased Jonah Exceedingly, he was very angry. The Bible said it displeased Jonah exceedingly. He was very angry. He was angry by the fact that God forgave them. <laughs> God forgave them. He said, and God and Jonah chapter three verse ten said that God saw their works and and that they turned from their evil way and God repented of the evil that He had said that He would do unto them and He did it not. Jonah was angry for that, really. People's lives are being changed and everything. Um, they're making a com- complete conversion and everything. And, John, and you know, and uh, I mean, Jonah was angry. How many, you know, we, we got to ask ourselves the question, how many of us even today look at that situation 
And because God is blessing somebody that we consider to be an enemy that has done us wrong, how many of us feel and think the same way? Amen. You know, I I, I was thinking about how to apply um, uh, what was going on with this and how Jonah felt about uh, the people living and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and it came to me that it was like a a man or a woman having an affair. With on on you, you let's like, say so you are married and someone having an affair, you know most people would be and they hurt you or maybe they was abusive to you, you know. Um, so that's one either having an affair was abusive to you as a kid growing up or, or whatever and stuff like that, or abusive as a been married, whatever the case might be. Okay, then here's God that's in your life tell you to go and warn that person that abused you or that person that had an affair on you or that person that um, lied on you or any of those different things. To, I mean, I'm trying to be as, you know, to that point like that, that, oh, God said that, if, repent, or I'm going to destroy you in 40 days. Or you have to go and give the gospel of Jesus Christ which is based on love, on love to the very person that you know that hate you and you really don't care or, or like or even hate them based off what they did. There is no, but there's no forgiveness that have taken place in your heart when it comes to, so you really don't want to do it. And, 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 and you, you, instead of fleeing in the sense that Jonah flee, you do this. Like most of us do, we procrastinate and we do other things as, as uh, you know, to prevent ourselves to going to, to do what God has said, we go minister to somebody entirely different that may be in the same situation that didn't hurt us, but went through that same hurt and ministered to that person rather than go and talk to that person that did us wrong. The person that God told us to do. So we, so we, uh, um, copycat the calling so so they're like, okay God I am doing that kind of ministry but we still haven't gone and talked to that person that we're supposed to talk to and tell them that we forgive them and tell them about Jesus Christ and how Jesus Christ died on the cross for them so these things can take place we know we, this is um, biblical times and happened thousands of years these things can take place even now man because even in the life that we live in now when it when it, and the people that we come in contact with there's going to always be someone that's going to do something that's going to hurt us at one time and um we're going to have to forgive them and there may even be a possibility we might even have to minister to them you know i always hear about um, um people that um that they have been done wrong maybe years back and whatever whether it's even, even on your job and and then that the, the the person that's on your job in most cases leadership come and ask you for prayer even though they tried to get you fired a couple of weeks ago you know there may be somebody that's on a hospital bed that that that's waiting on you to come and pray over them and so that their healing or deliverance or whatever might come I might come to pass, but because you had ought with them and they did you wrong, you have already made up your mind that you don't want to come pray for them. Those are very dangerous things to places to be in, especially if God have, have called you to that type of ministry, but you don't want to do it because it's personal. You know, I believe that what took place with Jonah was personal with the Nevinites. 
Don't know for sure, but I just believe that. It was personal. So we let our personal emotions sometimes get in the way of what God has ordained and what God is calling us to do for us. Okay? We let those personal emotions get into place. But let's continue to read this. But it, it, but it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was very angry. And he prayed unto the Lord. Check this out, verse 2, y'all. He prayed unto the Lord and said, I pray thee, O Lord, was not this my singer when I was yet in my country? <laughs> Therefore I fled before unto Tarshish, for I knew that thou art a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and repentest thee and, and repentest thee of the evil. Now, therefore, now, O Lord, take I beseech thee my life from me, for it's better for me to die than to live. What? You know what? He was so angry at God because he knew exactly that God. Would, would be merciful and slow to anger, and anger, and to show them great kindness. And he he was better. He was he he wanted to die because he at that point did not want to see the the, the people of Nineveh healed, delivered, saved. You know, filled, in our case, filled with the Holy Ghost, praising the Lord. He did not want to to see that for them. You know. He did not want to see that for the people he considered to be his, his enemy. Maybe you you might have um, been in a church environment and you left the church environment because somebody did something to you in the church, whether it was leadership or whatever. So you don't want to see that church prosper anymore. If anything, you want to see that church uh, um, shut down. You know, you want to see that church dissolve the ministry and everybody scatter. In different directions, not knowing and believing that God, even in that situation, would take that thing that that church hurt that you have and turn it around um, um, according to his good and according to his will. You know, and that is again, this is a very dangerous place to be at the, the side. Now, these, these the people never was, were really enemies, of, but what about those that are not? considered to be enemy, but because they have done wrong or, or because they have backslided or because they have sinned before God or, or because they have done all the kind of stuff, you have decided automatically that they are doomed and going straight to hell and everything. Like you have made that decision. They are doomed and going straight to hell because they did wrong or, or, or they, and, uh, they sinned before God or they did you wrong and you felt wrong with it. And because you felt wrong, you doomed him. You know, you know. But Jonah didn't didn't want the the grace of God to deal to deal with the people of Nineveh. And then unfortunately, we as believers sometimes are the same way. We are, and I'm gonna get in trouble for this, but we are quick, man, to, to, to tell God about you know the, the not showing being gracious to those that are not saved. Whether they're homosexuals, whether they're adulterers, or whatever the case might be, especially if you know a child molester, especially if the sin is what we consider in our eyesight to be really great, you know, and everything, forgetting that um, sin is sin, there is no greater sin or lesser sin, you know. 
especially if the sin is great, because well, we consider a whether a woman beater. So whatever the case, uh, as drastic and de- devastating as a sin may be, be yourself. Our task at times, y'all, which is very dangerous when it comes to each other, it would be to crucify them. It would be to crucify them, you know, without showing the love of Jesus Christ. Okay? Without showing the love of Jesus Christ. Without interceding on their behalf. You know, without interceding on their behalf. Man, I tell you, okay, let's read on. But let me read verse 2 again. And he prayed unto the Lord and said, I pray thee, O Lord, was not this my sin when I was yet in my country? Therefore I fled before unto Tarshish, for I knew that thou art a gracious God and a merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repentance of thee of, of the evil. Therefore now, O Lord, take, I beseech thee, my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. It is better for me to die than to live. You know, I'm, I remember that when I was um, going through some challenges and little things in life, and actually I was thought about suicide and everything, and wanted to die. Amen. I remember God telling me, you know, and I told God, you know, I didn't even think about this part that was in the Bible, Jonah. But I told, I told God, well, just take my life. I told that to somebody. This is what I told God to take my life. And he reprimanded me because he said, you don't have the right to ask me to take your life. Jonah didn't have the right. You know, God wasn't serving him. He was supposed to be serving God, you know. And there was somebody, there was a task that needed to be done. And of course, God, as I said earlier, God could have chose anybody, but God chose Jonah. Okay, he said, therefore, now, Lord, take, I, oh, Lord, take, I beseech thee, take my life from me. For it's better for me to die than to live. And then verse 4 said, then the Lord, then the Lord, then said the Lord, does thou, does thou well to be angry? He's asking him a question. Like, Jonah, you angry? Why are you angry? He's asking us the question. And one of the things I, um, I love about God is that he'll put a question to us and it begin to make us think, does that want to be, be angry? In other words, why are you angry? Really? You know, you have all these people just, just got delivered and just got saved and you're angry and stuff because they were your enemy and you wanted me to destroy them. In fact, your your whole life and the way you lived the life that you wanted me to do them in, destroy them. In fact, you would have went and saw the city burn and maybe ate some popcorn watching. That's how that you were excited about them being destroyed. They were your enemy. They didn't love you the way that you thought that they loved. They talk you, talk about you. They um, abuse you. They use you. They might have killed some of your family and everything. Even now in this day and time, there are Christians that believe and look at other faiths as our uh, as our, our enemy and treat them accordingly instead of interceding on them and praying for them, you know, and telling them what God has given us to say. You know, no. My belief and what you believe, I, I'm an enemy enemy of the of the belief that you may believe in and stuff like that. But I'm not an enemy of your soul. My desire and all of our desire, it should be for them to be saved. It should be for them to be saved, y'all. He said, he said, then said the Lord, does thou well to be angry? Verse 5 says, so Jonah went out of the city and sat on the east side of the city, and there made him a booth and sat under it in the shadow 
till he might see what will become <laughs> of the city. Then you know that's a mess, man. Jonah, Jonah went and made a booth and a shade and everything and sat there and waited to see what God was going to do to the city. You know? You know? He was here. He, now, God had already said that he had changed his mindset and he wasn't good storing it. But Jonah was thinking, well, maybe, you know, he would end up doing it anyway. God would end up destroying the city anyway. And number two, maybe he was thinking that the people would go back to their to their their, their evil ways. They would do it for a couple of days or a week or whatever and go back and start back doing the, the, the things they were doing before. And then God would have to go say, go back and destroy them. So he was waiting. How 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 crazy is that you waiting for evil to be to to take place on someone else's life? You're waiting for evil to to happen in someone's life, man. They are actually unfortunate in this day and time that we live in. There are people that think like that. They're waiting for evil to befall you. They can't wait till you to get sick or can't wait till you go. You have to go through some things. They're waiting and they're happy to see you struggle. They're rejoicing to see you struggle. And unfortunately, you know, I believe this too. There are people, God, that have said that there are people, God, that are like that too. They're waiting for you to fall. You know, because you didn't leave the church a certain way or you didn't do it the way that they told you to do. So they're waiting for you to fall. They're waiting for you to slip up so they can say, see, I knew he wasn't this or I knew he wasn't that, you know, or knew she was like that, you know, you know, they're waiting for you to fall. You know, they're waiting you to do something that's out of what they think uh, that you should be doing. The judgment is strong, just like Jonathan's judgment was strong and it was severe, you know, it was severe. There, there was none of that godly love that we always did talk about. But he said, y'all, at the, at May, <laughs> sit on the east side of the city. So he, in other words, he sat in a place that he, he had a good seat. <laughs> he had a good seat so he could see everything and made a booth and set upon it in the shadow so you might see what would become of the city. All right. Verse 6 says, let's see what we got. Yeah, verse 6 says, and the Lord prepared a, a gourd. And made it to come up over Jonah, that it might be a shadow over his head to deliver him from his grief. So Jonah was exceeding glad of the gourd. That's what, yeah. Jonah was not all angry, yeah, but he was, you know, there was a sadness because he was waiting. The Bible don't say how long he sat there under underneath the um, the shadow uh, and and was watching to see what taking place. But God had prepared the gourd. And made it to come over John, and it became a shadow of his head. You know, he brought forth some the some relief from the sun. You know, no doubt that was just beaming. No doubt, no doubt it was hot. <laughs> yeah, and Jonah was glad. Oh God, yeah, Lord, thank you, thank you for this shed. Thank you for the good. Yeah, God, I needed this. Mm-mm-mm. I'm gonna. He continued. You would think once the gourd that was made. And he was he was glad exceedingly exceedingly exceeding glad for it. So you would have think that he would have got up like, okay, God, I got your point. <laughs> God was sending him messages right there. He would have got his point. But verse seven says, but God prepared a worm that 
when the morning rose the next day. So he we know he was there for the day, the, the whole day. He said the next day it smote the gold and it withered. So God prepared a worm, a worm, y'all. One worm did this. When the morn, morning rose the next day, it smote the gourd that it, it withered. Okay, it smote the gourd that it withered. <laughs> John is still was sitting there. He's still sitting there. Verse 8 said, and it came to pass when the sun did, did arise that God prepared a vehement east wind and the sun beat upon the head of Jonah that he fainted and wished in himself to die. and said, it's better for me to die than to live. Here you go again. It's better for me to live and it's better for me to, to, to die than to live, you know. God prepared a vehement east wind and the sun beat upon the head of him. That he fainted, you know, talking about passing out. He wished for himself to die, you know, but he still didn't move. And, and God said to Jonah, does thou well to be angry for the God? And he said, I do well to be angry even unto the good, to death. God had taken away the God, sitting around some serious heat <laughs> and up from the um, uh, east wind and everything. And he's thinking that it's, um, you know, he was angry at God for that. Let me look up something real quick. You know, it's a uh, yeah, powerful east wind. Okay. Does thou well to be angry at the God? And he said, I do well to be angry even unto death. You know, then the Lord, check, check out 10. Then the Lord. Then said the Lord, Thou hast had pity on the gourd. You know, because remember the worm came and ate it up, which thou hast not labored, neither made it its grow, which came up in the night and perished in the night. Y'all listen to what I'm saying. Then the Lord said, Thou hast had pity on the gourd, for the for the which thou hast not labored. In other words, Jonah, you didn't labor to this. You didn't put it together. I gave you this. I made this. Needeth maketh it grow. You didn't grow this. You know, I did this. Which came up in the night. Now, you and I both know, you know, go go could come up in one night and perish in the night. In the night. Jonah didn't understand that, that was a miracle. God showed him a miracle right then and there. Right then and there. You know? And he said, verse 11, he said, Should I not spare Nineveh, the great city where are more than six score thousand persons that cannot discern the, between the right hand and the left hand and also much cattle? He asked, asked Jonah a question again, man. Should I not discern? Should I not destroy them? You know, um, should I not be concerned? Amen. Let me go back out here. He says, um, he says, he said, let me read this again. He says, shall I not spare them in the great city? Shall I not spare them? You looking at this gourd and have pity at the gourd, but there are all these people, you know, that are uh, um, lives and everything that are at stake. I want to Google this six, six score so I know. Amen. Amen. Let me see what it is. It says... The number was 120,000 people. I think that's what it is. It's 120,000 people. But you, 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 you care more about that 
Oh my God. Jonah cared more about that God and the fact that that God was destroyed more than he cared about the people in Nineveh. More than he cared about the men and the women and the children. Because you had children living there also. That city that had repented. You know, they had went on a fast and said, an idol. he cared more about it. It's just more about that God than anything else. I want to read um, verse 10 and verse 11 again. Uh, let me go look. Verse 9, and said, God said it to Jonah, does thou, does thou well to be angry for the God? And he said, I do well to be angry and even unto death. Mm. I'm angry. I'm angry because you destroyed the people. Never now I'm angry because the God is gone. You know, then said the Lord, thou hast pity on the God for which thou hast not labored. In other words, you have pity, you have mercy, you, you're showing grace towards the God that you didn't labor for. You know, because it was serving you. You know, neither made it. You didn't make it grow, which came in a night in person. Like, should I? He said, and should not I spare never that great city, where more than just go a thousand persons, more than a hundred twenty thousand people that cannot discern between their right hand and their left, and also much cattle. They don't have a clue. But they knew enough because of the word of God that came forth to repent. They knew enough because of the word of God to to repent. Amen. Listen, um, I want to just, I want to, we're going to end. I told you it's not going to be a long broadcast tonight, you know. But we have to be very careful as ministers and people of God that when God goes through and he healed and delivered, that we should be in a place of being happy, no matter who that person is, no matter how we feel about them, no matter whether they did something to to us, and we said that we would never ever forgive them. We have to be be careful of those words that we use, saying of the I won't forgive them, I don't forgive them, and take stuff to the grave, and we don't forgive. The Bible talks about uh, forgiveness. You know, Jesus said, "Well, if you won't forgive your brother and sister, then neither will the Father to forgive you." You know of your of your sins, so we have to be very careful that because you know uh, of, of forgiveness is one of those things that we it, for us it's 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 not a request it's mandatory for us to forgive uh, others. It's an act of love, you know, and it's not it's not done always um, immediately right away. Sometimes it's a process. It's a it's a process. It's a steps. It steps. You know, it's grace, you know, and God will teach you and show you how you forgive uh, others and stuff, you know, to the point that you're not sitting in there waiting for your enemies to be destroyed. You know, you're not sitting in there waiting for them to be destroyed to a point where they're going to break, the whole city is destroyed. But anyway, you're sitting there hoping they will repent and praying that they will repent and not be destroyed. And there's a part in the, in the Bible that talking about he said that he will make your enemy your footstool. Well, when you look at that, the, the footstool wasn't destroyed and everything. They became a stepping stone for us to go up higher. And that's how we got to look at people that have done us wrong or people we consider to be um, our enemy. Okay. I don't care who we consider to be our enemy. I had this one earlier tell me, uh, and I'm um, I usually don't do politics, but I made a statement 
to her, to the the group. I was in I'm in this group or whatever, and they was um, basically praising President Trump and you know worshiping him and all that kind of stuff. And I posted on the thing, and I was grieved in my spirit when I saw that. And I'm you know I'm just try not to be too political. But my only thing was like, look, be careful. Even with the Obama, my thing was be careful. You know, that you give this Iron Man all the accolades and all the accolades surely be still towards God. So my thing is that the Bible said that we should have no other God before him. I mean, they was calling President Trump was the savior. and I mean, pretty much the same thing that some people did with Obama, um, President Obama too. And I had, it had took wishes. I said, be careful. Um, oh, you call it a savior. There's only one savior. That's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, so she responded back to me and said that the reason I feel the way I feel because I hate President Trump. You know, that's what she said. I hate President Trump. And I thought and I thought about it and I responded. I said, look, I don't hate anyone. I said, if you go back and you read some of the comments of people saying, then you'll see that there's some worshiping that's going on that shouldn't be placed. I said, if anything, I pray for our president and for this, these United States. I said, as a believer, I have that. Too. I said, I told her, I said, you judge me, you judge me too quick and very harsh when you don't even know anything about me, because that was never my intent to judge this, this man or any man. I said, I don't hate anyone. I told her, I said, in order for me to hate, there will be, and for me to hate, there will be antichrist. I didn't hear a peep from her. <laughs> That would be antichrist. As a believer, for us to hate, that's antichrist, y'all. You know, or to sit there like Jonah and wait to see what happens to the city, you know, because we're hoping that the city or that person or that that enemy or that abuser, you know, as a, or that ex, you know, or that preacher or pastor or church will be totally destroyed, y'all. That's dangerous stuff. To sit there and be waiting for that. You know, my, my 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 prayer, and I've had my share of people. You know, God knows that. Look, I know about hate. I've hated before. I've hated one time in my life, and I had to ask God for forgiveness. And He had to show me something. He had to show me instead of me looking at what the person did or how I felt about that particular person. God had to show me that this person was still a child of His. This person was made in his image. This person has a soul. So he had to begin to minister and to heal and deliver me from that anger. And then I had to look at them. I had to change the way I look at him as that person from a, um, um, a flesh point to a spiritual point. And once I did that, I didn't look at them the same way. I didn't want to do them harm. You know, I didn't want to have prayers over prayer. God, get them. You know, take them out of here. No, 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 no. God doesn't want us to pray those type of prayers, but he wants us to pray uh, salvation to them, you know. He'll take the the, the battle as the Lord anyway. For the anger is, is God is the one that has, has just called to be angry, not us. Let God take care of it. He'll do it his way. That person that you're angry with or that you hate and stuff like that, you know, might be the rare one that God is, might be um, a Saul that God is going to turn into a Paul. 
might be a Saul that God is going to turn into a Paul, and you up there, I'm holding a grudge against them. I don't want to be around them and go in the opposite direction when you see them, not knowing that you might be the might have a word that might change their life, might change their life. You're doing all of that for what? Because you hate. You know, so we prayed against that spirit of hate, even against people say, I don't, well, I don't hate the person, I just don't like him. We praying against that too. That, the, that spirit of don't liking somebody. I don't like you except because you did something. No, I'm praying, I'm wanna, I want to love everybody, I don't want to hate nobody, and I definitely want to like everybody and stuff. I might not agree with what they're doing and everything, but I want to get to a point where in it, if I begin to feel that, I pray more for that person. You know? We pray more for that person. We pray for our enemies. We pray for our enemies. We pray for those that despitefully use us and talk about us. We pray for them, you know. And we don't pray the prayer that they will be destroyed. <laughs> not as as believers, not as people that are filled with the Holy Spirit. No, God, save them, deliver them. They don't know what Jesus said when he was on, he was on the he was on the call. Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. Uh, um, God just said it, and <laughs> God said it again in verse four, eleven, when He said that they can't discern their right and their left hand. They don't know what they're doing. They don't have a clue. They can't discern their left and right hand. They think they're doing what's good and what you know what's right, and actually they're doing just the opposite. They can't discern, you know, <laughs> between the right and the left hand, you know. So I and I. You know, you know, it's a pray for them. Amen. Father God, we thank you for this message. We thank you for this series, God. We pray that it's been a blessing to someone, Lord Jesus. We pray that someone will cry, what must I do to be saved? God, so what must I do to change my life around? God, we pray for those that are just as much as we pray for those that are sinners, God. We pray for the sinners to repent. We pray for those that are called by your name to repent and change our ways and turn from our evil ways and seek after your face for that the healing of the nation may take place, God. We pray today, God, for a great revival to take place in the body of Christ, Lord Jesus, from the head to, from the head to the to the to the door from the from the pulpit to the door, God. We pray, God, for every apostle, every pastor, every preacher, every teacher, every evangelist, every prophet, God, that you have called for such a time as God to realize that this is a time to take the gospel of you, Jesus Christ, more serious. We pray, God, today, Lord Jesus, that we would get to seek after you, Lord Jesus, and less out of ourselves, God, that we would turn down our place, God, that we would, that we would turn towards you, God, that we would seek the allegories in the midst of you today, God. We pray today, God, for wherever the leadership might be God, that they might be an example, that they might be in an and and ashes and sackcloth and present themselves to you, Lord Jesus, that they might repent of anything that they thought about that was not like you or anything that they did that was not like you, God. That we are presenting the people, Lord Jesus, that how you showed us mercy and grace over the years, that how many times you spared us when you really truly had the right to destroy us. You said that we should live and not die, God. We pray against the spirit of suicide that has crept into the body of Christ, that has crept into the church, God, that has taken people left 
out left and right. We pray against that spirit. We pray against that spirit of murder, God, that decided it's okay, God, to go and murder people in the church or outside of the church or even in different denominations, even in different uh, beliefs, God, that are murdered. This spirit of murder, God, that are taking people out left and right. We pray against that spirit that just want to kill because they hate because of what what they believe in or they hate because of the color of our skin. They hate because somebody did something that we don't like. God, we're praying against that spirit, God, that has crept out all in the United States, all within the world, Lord Jesus, you know, of wanting to be separate, Lord Jesus, and not wanting to be together and blaming all our problems, our issues on a whole group of race of people, God, instead of looking within ourselves. God, we pray, God, for Jerusalem and Israel, God, that you will continue to bring in peace, that you will continue to bring them unto repentance and to the, the coming of you, Lord Jesus. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem, God. We pray continually, Lord Jesus, for every church, Lord Jesus, that a great awakening may take place, God, that they may wake up today and see you, God. We pray today, God, for all the different nations, God, that listen to the broadcast, God, whether it be China, whether it be Russia, whether it be the Philippines, whether it be Mexico, God, whether it be England, or whether it be France, or whether it be Germany, God, we pray, God, whether it be Saudi Arabia, whether it be Iraq and Iran, or Japan, God, all these different countries, God, that we see that are listening to the broadcast, Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord Jesus, for those that know know you, Lord Jesus, that you will bring them closer and make their face like flint, that they will not be afraid, Lord Jesus, of the enemy, of that they will have to go and stand before kings and, and queens and kingdoms and presidents, God, and declare the wondrous works of you, Jesus, that they will declare your desire, Jesus, that they will love their enemy, God. We're praying today, God, that you will give them strength, God, that you will make them stronger, Lord Jesus, for you will show them and reveal to them the greater is, is he that is in them and he that is in us and he that's in the world, Lord Jesus. We pray, God, that you will feed them with the word of God, God, that you will give, but you will give them dreams and vision, God, that you send those that are able to minister them and give them a word from you, God. We pray for the Philippines, Lord Jesus, that has come to the young man that have requested, God, for the broadcast to be broadcasted there, Lord Jesus. You know the needs that we need, God, to make that so happen, God. So we pray, God, to be able to have a transmission or a radio station, even in the Philippines, in the mountains, so the people can hear your, the word of God, God. We know that they are hungry, but not just in the Philippines, in all those countries, God, where the gospel, Lord Jesus, is uh, being preached is lacking, God. We pray even for Africa, God, that they won't be, believe the hype of, of the demonic spirit, uh, spirits that have come forth, God, that are operating in the church, that are operating in witchcraft, witchcraft, not only there, but all over the world, even in the United States are operating in witchcraft, Lord Jesus, and not operating in your spirit, God. We rebuke that spirit, Lord Jesus, in your name, God, and pray that you, Holy Spirit, will come and do a shift in the atmosphere, a shift and a change, Lord Jesus, that something may take place that it might not look at the same, God. We pray, God, for these things to take place, God, in your name. But we know that we can't do it all by ourselves. We need you, Holy Spirit. We need you today. We do pray this prayer in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Again, everyone, don't forget about Amen. Uh, marriage takeover that will take place um, this Sunday at the body of one with Reverend Eric and Reverend Tamika Thompson. And also, don't forget adoration with the Lewis. 
McAmey this Monday, amen, at 7 p.m., both shows are 7 p.m. So we pray that you have a blessed um, afternoon. Don't forget, if you have a desire to sow a seed or donation into the ministry, you can do so by going to When Christians Speak Talk Radio, whenchristianspeak.com, and clicking on the Donate Now button. Amen. We appreciate whatever gifts, $5 or dollars that you sow to this ministry for us to even go further. There's a vision that God has given for this ministry, amen. There's a vision that God has given for this ministry. Nobody's trying to get rich. Nobody's going to go out trying to buy no car or, or boat or whatever and stuff like that, but it's all for the ministry, amen. And so we will be glad, of course, if you be able to sow a seed into this ministry. We are uh, a nonprofit organization. We are legit incorporated. We are incorporated in the state of Maryland, amen. Um, so we would legit look us up if you have to and stuff like that. Um, there are needs, amen. There are definitely needs. Uh, one of the needs is we would love to change our whole website, amen. Just to pray, I mean, if you can't give, then at least pray for the increase of, for the ministry, okay? Do that for me. If you don't want to give or don't feel, pray for the increase. Pray for this ministry, you know. Um, as um, we often talk about, we, you know, we have a listening base in over 130 different countries, countries if not more. Pray for this ministry will continue uh, to grow and continue to be obedient to the calling that God has declared. Pray for this ministry, every host that come come on to to the, to the broadcast. God sent them this way, you know. God did this, man. This is not a Ray Rose thing or Pat Ryan. This is a God thing, you know. All our different hosts, man, um, they are gifted and anointed preachers and teachers of the gospel of Jesus Christ, man. And they have been called for such a time. So pray for this ministry. Pray uh, uh, for all the different things that we're doing. Amen. So y'all be blessed. Know that we love you. We are still working, trying to work out the details of a couple of new broadcasts that take place this year. Amen. Uh, be praying for, for the guidance because we want to make sure that we're in the will of God and not in the will of what we think God wants. Amen. Amen. So y'all be blessed. Know that I love you. God bless you. I love you. This is Reverend Ray on Friday Night Joy. Amen. This has been the Jonah series on When Christians Speak Talk Radio. God bless you.